This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. The podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Team Stripes podcast. Joining me for his second time is my co-host, Nat Swanson. Nat, how are you doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing I'm doing a lot better than I sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds like what well, I think you set off uh, pollen, right? Yeah, man. This, uh, it's June in Michigan, so everything's blooming. Then the pine trees are killing me right now. Oh, man, that's that's brutal. Yeah, all cars and everything are just covered in yellow. You're outside. It's it's just like it's everywhere, man. And, of course, I'm like the only guy in western Michigan that it affects. Everyone's outside running. They're like, this is a great day. I'm I'm hiding inside, you know, trying well, not to die. Well, yeah, hide inside, take your Benadryl, eat your Wheaties. <laughs> um, anywho, so – Normally, obviously, we go with like a crazy intro. We talk about, you know, a bunch of things in officiating. But today's episode, we have a very special guest to talk about um, a program that he just launched with USA Hockey. So our guest is the officiating manager, uh, the North American Hockey League, um, the guy's resume, American Hockey League, uh, international hockey, you name it, he's done it. Uh, Keith Cavall, welcome. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on and, uh, and taking the time. Uh, excited to uh, talk about our new uh, our new initiative. And uh, you know, we just we just finished up the season about a uh, little over a week ago, and uh, not really much time off. But we're we're back on the recruiting trail, and uh, you know, kind of looking for new new officials for the upcoming season. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a whirlwind, right? It's kind of like. Oh, it, it never ho- ends. Hockey never ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no rest for the uh, weary, right? No, no. It's uh, you know what? Could be doing worse things. So uh, now excited, excited to uh, to be on this side of the table now and 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 trying to help officials with their goals. Um, you know, it's kind of it's, it's it's been a cool kind of journey uh, for myself leaving the ice and and being able to to work in the North American hockey league and in the NA three and uh, you know, just uh, trying to evolve here and going into my fifth year. So it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting, but uh, no, it, it's been good. It's, it's, it's challenging as you guys know, I think from a youth hockey perspective, grassroots officials looking for officials, the overall retainment officials uh, of officials and just trying to, to, to grow that, that that kind of segment of of our hockey population right so it's uh you know it's 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 a task it's it can be challenging but it's uh you know it's also pretty rewarding too with the people that that want to do it and and the opportunities quite frankly are you know there's more opportunity than people i think right now Mm -hmm. oh absolutely there are i mean i know for myself this past year i worked more games than ever before i went well over 300 um just due to uh, pure lack of officials down here in Florida. And then I know, I know Nat worked more than I think he ever had before too, right? Yeah. I was up in the one thirty range uh, for a while, you know, this year. So that was, it was just a lot more than I've done in like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know what, honestly, and, and you guys could probably 
uh, attest to it better. COVID, COVID really played a significant, you know, piece in this whole thing where I think after, you know, things started to get to somewhat of our new normal, um, you know, some people didn't want to get back on the ice. Some people didn't mm-hmm. miss that interaction, whether it's positive or more so negative at times. So it, it really put a strain on the ecosystem because again, I think you constantly see the numbers, the, uh, the, the growth of hockey at, at multiple levels, both the, uh, the male and the female growth of players and participation is, is just, it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot yep. of people are trying to make up for lost time, making up games, everything like that. And honestly, there's, there's, there's more games than refs. And, yep. and it's, it's that, that part of, of the challenge of, of trying to find people that, that want to do it. And then, uh, you know, in a strange way, it's interesting, you know, everyone, you know, we were all locked up, right. We were all kind of trying to do our, our, our due diligence of being socially distant, staying away and trying to flatten the curve and all that good stuff. And I think people came out of it and there's a lot of angst. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, it's almost like people feel like one, they're trying to make up for lost time, whether it's, you know, hockey or, you know, uh, anything in life, they feel like maybe they missed out. And, you know, it's, it, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, even at the junior level, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the first kind of couple months when we came back and was like, yeah, it's great to see everyone's happy. And right. as soon as we dropped, dropped the puck, it kind of turned dark where people are like, there's just a lot of anger. There's a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it feels like people are kind of under the gun where they missed opportunities and, and, you know, from a team perspective and, you know, I know from parents, kids with opportunities and money and all this stuff, like, yep. you know, that dynamic, I honestly think has kind of gotten worse. And mm-hmm. I guess right. our challenge is, is trying to find people that have a love for the game and that want to embrace trying to serve the game and, and maybe have that skill set to be able to manage people and manage these situations. Right. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy, right? It's 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 so very Cavs, challenging. One of my questions kind of goes through. We we talked about like hockey has expanded a ton, uh, but I feel like as far as officials go, it, it, and the numbers is out there say everything. From we've always had between twenty thousand and twenty five thousand referees uh, per year, right? In USA Hockey, um, and and so do you think? But, but And then it's funny because you have the anecdotes where like in Southeast Virginia where, well, 20 years ago, we had almost 100 officials in that, you know, that kind of small Hampton Roads area to now there's maybe 20. So uh, with a lot more hockey. So as we're keeping the game is going, um, it seems like the the officiating that we just don't have the the model to keep to keep attracting more than 20 to 25,000 referees is that, you know, officials is that kind of something that you're seeing or are you also seeing something where there's a lot less just naturally just a, you know we're taking a big nosedive as I, far as the numbers. I, I mean it's interesting right because we we in turn we'll, we'll lose some people right over time i mean that's just a natural kind of progression right people age out people get sick of it people get hurt people retire all that good stuff and then we get an infusion of, of young kids that that are maybe real hungry real excited and for whatever reason, maybe they don't get utilized in the best way uh, in their local organization, right? And, you know, I think we've all seen it before where, uh, you know, maybe the young kid's playing triple-A hockey and there's not a ton of time for him to maybe be able to skate on the weekend, right? Like, I, I think one of the biggest issues, and no one really even touches on this, is 
everyone's got to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, you know, when are those particular kids that, that, that try to convert to officiating, when are they going to have that, that opportunity to, to maybe skate a game or two? Right. So I think mm-hmm. from a scheduling perspective, yes. you know, there needs to be some type of shared cooperation, I think, with the coaches and the teams and the organizations to say, hey, what's wrong with playing a Tuesday? What's wrong with playing a Thursday, mm-hmm. maybe? And, and, right. and maybe there's opportunities to, to have that young official be able to maybe skate a Saturday morning versus maybe he's playing two to three games on a weekend and doesn't get the reps. And then I, I can see the frustration of a kid that, you know, they go out, they get registered, they go through, they jump through all the hoops, you know, whether it's the safe sport, all that stuff, they take the clinic and, and, and then maybe they only get a couple games for whatever reason, right? Maybe that's why they mm-hmm. don't stick or maybe that's why they don't come back. So, you know, I think there's got to be some deep thinking in the fact that we have to work together. And, and I know that's a crazy concept to a lot of people, but without <laughs> right. officials, there's no games without teams. There's no, like, again, like there, there has to be some type of cooperation and trust me, I know mm-hmm. in this day and time cooperation is really not easily uh, yep. agreed upon at times. And, you know, it's, you know, people are going to schedule and people are going to do what they want to do, but in the, in the big picture of things, there's not a significant enough, amount of officials there's not enough depth there's not enough experience to be able to properly work these games and then you know you get into the problem of putting people in a level uh or a league that they're not ready right mm-hmm. i mean sometimes not a lot of good things can happen and i you know for you guys and probably the same for me you know when we were coming up you had a mentor you had someone that 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 would take a gnat under his wing and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to show you the ropes. And there's certain things that, you know, he or she is able to kind of teach and reinforce over the course of the season that you're just not going to get during a one day seminar. And, and, and that's not to put anything against that. Like, you know, the people that, that, that pass down that information, those, that that's the heartbeat of, of, of officiating in my, in, in my mind, because, They've seen a lot of situations, they've made mistakes, but they've learned from them and, and they're able to help you try to navigate your way through, you know, the beginning of your officiating career. And over time, guess what? We've lost quite a few of those people and, mm-hmm. and, and who's going to be the next, right. you know, crop of those people to help a, a young Nat or, you know what I mean? Or a young Ross, they're just, they're not there right. or yep. they're, they're skating seven to nine games a day. Do they really have that energy and do they have it in them to be able to properly try to help or support maybe an up and coming official um, as well? I, I, I don't see it. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's that, there's that issue there, I think. And, and, and I know that the powers that be within, you know, Colorado Springs have, have really tried to advocate about maybe trying to work more with, with the coaching and, and you know, the different teams and organizations to try to make, scheduling make more sense in in terms of of you know spreading out the games and being able to try to help that way but i you know that to me that's the only way that we're going to try to make a dent in this situation because mm-hmm. again you know what trying to support trying to teach it, it's all about trying to grow the game and there's only so many people that can that can properly do it um and do it the right way and and you know unfortunately at times i think we're, we're lacking those people locally to, to, to be able to help support yeah. those young officials. Well, and maybe that's where we lose them. Yeah. And then that's kind of where, you know, your, your new deal is going to come in. Correct. Yeah. We, the, uh, you the know, next shift, the next right. shift. Right. So it's, it, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, 
kind of saying to you guys before on the call, talking about officiating just not only nationally here in, in the United States, North America, but um, about a month ago, I was, I was fortunate enough. I was coaching officials over in, uh, in Germany at the U18s. And, and one of the cool things is we, we get to kind of, you know, have an opportunity to meet different people from different countries, different federations. And, and you know, to us, hockey's hockey, right? And, and we kind of discuss what's going on, what are their particular challenges. And, and one of the things that struck me that, that, that's, that's interesting and something I don't think we really talk about or really think about because we're, we're here in our own little North American bubble is every country right now is really struggling for officials. It's not just here. And, you know, from a North American perspective, right, we can talk about um, sometimes people are pinpointing towards maybe what the National Hockey League does in terms of their type of recruitment, yep. their kind of singular focus on, on going after the former player. And, um, you know, t- for some, that's pretty taboo, right? Because it, it yep. kind of takes, well, takes away from and- the, the, the normal up and coming official that, that you know, the three well, of yeah, us all it, were. It, yeah, right. exactly. Cause like now, like we got the officiating community more or less up in arms over, Hey, what about us? You know, what about the guys that are paying their dues? Um, and then, uh, you know, however they're doing this hiring, that's, you know, that's, you know, their prerogative. But so now obviously with the next shift, like we're, we're kind of going to make a little bit of a shift in focus. Yeah. I, and, and here's the, here's the, the, here's the important thing, right? Like, like I said, just a, a second ago, every, every country's dealing with this. Every federation is dealing with this. So mm-hmm. one of the things that struck me was last season after our season going to, to Buffalo, New York, to the, to the USA summer camps. And that's, that, that's an important place for us where we go and recruit our potential candidates to, to join our program. And you know, maybe it, maybe it's the remnants of COVID where the numbers were light, or maybe it wasn't the the deepest uh, you know roster of officials. But you know, those camps are pretty significant in trying to replenish what we lose or what we graduate mm-hmm. every season. Right. And, and and you know what, the numbers just weren't there. And, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at this, and I'm going, wait a second. At the end of the day, when I go back to my league, our our ownership, our teams, like they're they're only in their own bubble they only really care about the product that we put on the ice and Mm -hmm. yes we're the lowest level of junior hockey in the country um our officials are there to learn and to to develop and hopefully move up and move on right that's our ultimate goal and um the one thing that that i've kind of been talking about or working with the guys in the background and that's our league personnel just saying hey listen hope you guys understand that there's there's a huge shortage of officials there's a huge shortage of candidates and they're not even getting to the point you know we talked about young young kids just getting indoctrinated into usa hockey mm-hmm. you know is that kid going to be here in four years five years to to potentially want to chase an opportunity to be a high level official right that yeah. maybe yes maybe no and 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 telling that to our teams and going listen what we need to do here is we need to make an investment and, and that investment is, is bringing in not only maybe former players like the national hockey league's doing mm-hmm. and, and bringing them and, and working them through our, our various levels of hockey, but just really reinvesting what we do, whether it's our training, our coaching, 
um, all those different educational components and trying to, to make our officials better, the current product, but also having an avenue for new people to come on. And I think the one thing people will agree that the, the one thing that maybe, you know, when you say combine, it, it, it kind of sours people, right? Because mm-hmm, right. they, they kind of cool. see what the, what the national league's doing. Yep. Especially and, the officiating community. Like the second we oh, hear yeah. combine, it's everyone yeah. rolls their eyes. Right. No, no, for sure, for sure, and I, and I and I think actually the funny part is I mean Nat was one of the first people to reach out to me, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And right. I've ma- I've made it extremely clear what we're trying to do within our kind of league footprint and and, and the PHL, which which is our you know U sixteen, U eighteen, U fourteen, U twelve, is to introduce people to officiating to work them in through a, a continuing education program. And unfortunately one person I haven't even spoken about yet, who's really going to be the, the huge driving force behind this is Kendall Hanley, yep. who, who joined us in February after coming off the ice after a, a tremendous career. And she finished, she finished up in Beijing at the Olympics and, and um, she has a passion for, for, for working with officials and, and just teaching and just, all around, we, we honestly couldn't have found a better person to, to not only make us better, but I think she's really going to propel us and, and make our, our league better. But um, bringing these people in, and it's kind of an old school approach in the fact that we want to make officiating better locally, okay? And whether that's in Oregon or that's in Texas or that's Florida or that's Western Pennsylvania, it's about us going back to our roots and trying to make people excited again about officiating, giving them support, giving them education, giving them feedback and, and providing the resources to make them feel better, feel confident on the ice and giving them a sense of like, Hey, this is something that's cool. I want to do this. There's opportunities to travel to our, to our various, uh, to our various showcases, but more importantly, not only so much that, but taking what they're what they're learning at these showcases and taking that back home and and, mm-hmm. and really reinvesting in their own area and and just kind of building that way and I said it before and I'll say it again you have to start locally to build nationally yeah and and, right. and that's our kind of our goal is to basically take these candidates we have a continuing education program where we're doing Zoom classes we're going to do some physical classes as well but um, you know the unique thing about what we're trying to do is when we do have these combines, which, you know, um, they're, they're geared towards our, 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 our teams finding players, right? There, there's kids mm-hmm. that are trying out. There's kids that are trying to, to earn uh, trial opportunities. We have officials coming in where we're paying them. We're coaching them, giving them feedback during the session. And, you know, other leagues right now, they're charging $500, $600 to come to a mini clinic to try to find new officials. Yeah, there's no, there's no other league right now that I'm aware of that will bring you in, pay you to learn, to make yourself, to make, you know, you, the official better and try to set you up for success moving forward. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, our league has been really receptive to this and they've, they've put a significant investment, not only in bringing Kendall on to, to basically be my assistant, but to spend money on, um, recruiting the, these these type of officials that we want to get new officials we want to we want to make people excited about officiating again and and, and maybe just maybe a, a player coming off the ice whether he's played mm-hmm. pro or acha or whatever you know what maybe they're going to end up being the best you know what 
high school official in Minnesota. That's awesome. You know what? Yeah, if we can right. have a stake in that, that's awesome. If we can get them to division three college hockey, amazing. Whatever we can do, right. the various mm-hmm. levels that are there, there's so many opportunities, but for us, it's about, you know, identifying that individual, giving them opportunities, supporting those opportunities with the feedback, the reinforcement with our coaching and trying to make things better locally. So obviously things will raise up and, and ultimately it's going to make our league better in the long run. Right. And Oh, absolutely. And what I'm going to do real quick for the uh, people viewing this on YouTube, I'm going to do a share screen. um, And I have the website up for uh, the, uh, the North American hockey league next shift. Um, And uh, this is, this is the initiative. So um I guess like some of the, so some of the benefits that are listed here. Um, So support navigating the USA hockey officiating program registration process, support becoming an, set up, uh, becoming set up and established with your local officiating association. Um, Looks like you have your whistle talk and you make the call. Is is that your zoom series? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, again, just continuing education and continuing support and, I think the one thing that Kendall's done a great job so far is reaching out locally Mm -hmm. um, to the various district RICs and saying, Hey, what are your current needs? Because again, the, the need, the needs of specific areas, right? Alaska may need more officials. They may need more help there versus maybe Michigan or Minnesota. Right. So for us, it's about reestablishing those individual relationships and finding out what they need and not saying, Oh, well, Nope, this is how we do it. This is, a cookie yeah. cutter thing like it, it's having the flexibility to be able to serve that particular area and see what they need and how can we help them grow locally to again hopefully benefit us in the long run now something that just kind of popped in my head while we're sitting here um obviously you know have you, you have yourself and you have kendall and you're going to be reaching out to the local associations is there anything guys like myself and Nat and other ODP graduates that are spread out across the country? Is there any way that we can be of any help with, you know, let's say you identify someone in area X that's going to be part of this null next shift. And let's say you got one or two ODP graduates that live there. Um, is there anything that those ODP graduates can do to help you out, you know, on, no, on, no. Uh, on this? <clears throat> No, absolutely. I listen. I, I think one of the best things about officiating right is the people that you meet over time, and and mm-hmm. you know what the the bonds that you share, right? So there, there's a certain level of expectation um, that that we have working with people like yourselves. Of yeah, we need people like you guys. We need more the merrier of you know whoever it may be that that still has a love for the game that wants to give back, and you know for us we look at it like you know what, if, if there's an official like yourself and you're like, you know what, I want to come to one of the PHL showcases and I've got a couple of officials under my wing locally that I would love to bring, you know what, that's something that we want to do because from a comfort level, it's going to make them better. It's going to acclimate them better to the hockey. And mm-hmm. honestly, you're going to have an idea of what we're looking for and what we're trying to do here moving forward. So again, collaboration with people like yourself and all kinds of, I mean, we've, we've got graduates all over the country, right? Absolutely. Right. That, that have great experience. And that's one of those things where, you know, people like that are the lifeblood of the game. And for us, if, if, if they want to be involved, we would love to have them involved. And 
it's going to make our game stronger. It's going to make the game stronger in your area to, to make the, the officials better and be able to work on some things that maybe quite frankly, you guys don't have the time to have that extra clinic or that extra mm-hmm. kind of session. Right. So we're going to try to utilize these showcases, not only from a game perspective, but just, you know, teaching different ways, de-escalation, working, yeah, you know, uh, with difficult partners, all those different things that, mm-hmm. you know what, maybe you only get one time of the, of the year, maybe in September, August during seminar season to, to, to right. talk about, there's going to be certain things that we're going to try to do to reinforce and, and, and try to bring people up to the level with that continuing education. Because again, to me, I love the seminars. I, I think it's a great way to, to immerse somebody in officiating, but it's, mm-hmm. it's one day, it's one day yep. a year, right? So for us, if we can kind of take that experience and expand upon it over the course of maybe nine months, I think sincerely that's going to make that official better because they're going to have an opportunity to be able to ask questions. There's going to be resources there that, you know what, they're going to be there for you 12 months out of the year. There's going to be an opportunity for you to pick up the phone and say, Hey, Keith, listen, I had this situation. Hey, take a look at this video. Hey, um, hockey TV. What do you think of this particular situation? So for us, you know, it's not just a one day thing, right? This, this program is, you know, if we want to do it the right way there, Mm -hmm. you know, there's buy-in by the official or the candidate, but there's also, there's got to be significant Mm -hmm. buy-in by us. And, and, and I think if anyone knows myself or, or Kendall or anyone else within our staff, you know, we have a passion to try to make officials better. And again, mm-hmm. if that official wants to be the best high school official, awesome. Yeah. If that official, she wants to be the, you know, she wants to work at U18 and double IHF one day, we, we want to try to get her there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there, there's so much opportunity, but I think really the focus is going to be on support to get them as an individual to grow and, and try to make them as comfortable as they can because the game is ever changing and there's all kinds of challenges and, and hopefully with our resources and different people with different backgrounds, that's going to make the difference and try to help them make them better in the long run. And maybe it makes things sustainable where that official sticks around longer because they have a better skill set to be able to handle some of the troubling situations that, you know, sometimes come up in our games. Man, I'm just sitting here. I'm thinking, I wish this was around 15 years ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Because, you know, like when I, in actually something that Nat and I talked about when we recorded last week, Nat's first episode, it was like, Nat and I didn't even know what junior hockey was until later on, like, oh, hey, there's this thing called juniors or, you know, there's this fishing development program you can go be a part of. And we were like, wait, huh? And now like having a national thing that, you know, you've put together here. And having it out there saying, hey, you know, here's our deal. Here's this the next shift, especially for these former players. Um, and we're going to help guide you along the way. Man, that's an awesome resource for new officials. No, no, for, for sure. But and, and here's the other thing that was really important that, that, that I wanted to make known is that if you're a current official, okay, let's say you're five mm-hmm. years in, you're four years in there's still opportunity for you as an official, right? Oh, this absolutely. Isn't, this isn't right. just player centric. And I, and I really wanted to make that very well known because yes. again, I can understand if someone's like, well, what about us? Yeah. And listen, I, I get that. And we've had success with bringing former players off the ice into our officiating program. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
is their learning curve a lot steeper than maybe the traditional official that's been involved for two to three years? Absolutely. But, you know, for us, there's still two paths that, that yep. basically meld into one. And, and here's my big takeaway from everything. It's always been very difficult to try to reach the, the highest level, right? Whether it's Division oh, One college hockey or whether right. it's the National Hockey League, the American Hockey League, even the ECHL. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be somewhat of an elite official to, 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 to graduate, to get to that area. And I, and I don't think mm-hmm. that changes whether you're, you know, as I like to call an official official that's been around or that former player. But for us, our pathway for a former player coming off the ice, you're going to have to pay your dues. You're not just mm-hmm. getting basically dropped into a North American league game in the dirty South down in North Richland, Texas. Like no. that, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't pay dividends. for That the sounds like, that so, sounds yeah. like a terrible and, recipe. You know, and it's no. funny. It's funny we talk about that because that's something that used to happen, right? I, you know, I remember, oh, yeah. you know, a guy would be coming off the ECHL and then, man, he's doing first games wearing the stripes in the North American League, in the USHL. I can't imagine team owners or coaches were happy with that because that guy, as good of a skater as he is, maybe as much hockey knowledge as he may have, just I can't imagine uh, the the – coaches and the the owners the team owners and even the players being being happy with with that kind of product that you're putting on the ice right so no it's and listen at the end of the day like we're all in in the game of development right and i i said this to our we had a coaches meeting last week at our finals and i said unfortunately at times you know what our reality is kind of sometimes crash into each other, right? Because, you know, your defenseman might uh, turn over the puck and you're pulling the puck out of the net and maybe does that once or twice and you get to bench him. You know, our guy makes a bad call or a phantom call or something weird happens. He's still there for an additional 58 minutes, right? We're trying to work with him or her and trying to make them better. And I I give our board of governors and I give our teams a lot of credit. We've been able to – convey that and say, Hey, listen, I, I understand your frustration at time. We get frustrated as well. I, I don't think anyone in, in you guys could speak for this. There's no official that sits in the locker room, but lacing up their skates going, you know what? I'm really going to mess up this game tonight. Like, you know, like it just does, <laughs> it doesn't happen. And, and if it does, I'm yeah. sorry. You're, you're well, not in the right business. Right. right. So, yeah. You're going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> The only thing that pops into my head is an old leader used to always tell us, don't F up my hockey game. Yeah. 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 No, that's <laughs> yeah. like, listen, it's, it's true at times. And you know, for us, I, I think here's one of the big things is giving people what they need to be successful. Right. Mm-hmm. And there, there, there has to be a process. And, yep. and for us, that process is going to be the youth hockey component, which can be challenging, maybe even more challenging than, than junior hockey, because, you're dealing with big money, parents, yep. travel. You're dealing with all those different things that a lot of emotion, exactly. A lot of, you know, expectation. So, you know, for us, we're, we're really going to work hard on, on the communication aspect and how to diffuse situations and mm-hmm. just about calling the right penalties. I mean, you know, one of the big things we talk about in junior hockey, I go, guys, don't guess. I would rather see a no call versus maybe you're like, ah, I think I saw what I saw. And, you know, people get in more trouble guessing. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, absolutely. Or, you know what I mean? And, and the game's so fast, right? Like the game's so fast. And let's be honest. We talk about the National Hockey League and 
those guys are the best of the best. Right. Yep. And you know, we got, they got video review. They've mm-hmm. got all this stuff. We can talk about the offsides. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. <laughs> please, and, please, please don't bring up offsides. No, exactly. <laughs> I, I lived a nightmare the last two days managing the Facebook group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? But here, here's, here's the thing I see. And here's the problem with, with our kind of our hockey culture and our society. Someone sitting on a couch or someone in the stands has an expectation that mm-hmm. you or someone younger is out on the ice that they should be Wes McCauley, that they yeah. should be the next best thing. Right. And if they would understand that that person's out there, probably not making a ton of money, trying to do the best they can, trying to serve the game, like yeah. the game's fast, things happen. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, with, with the quality of our television now and the different angles, we're seeing things on television, we're seeing angles, we're seeing all kinds of different replays where that official doesn't have the luxury of seeing in real time. Yep. So right. I, I think sometimes people bring that mentality to mm-hmm. a kid's game. And it's like, yep. guys, this is just, and listen, I respect the investment. I respect what they're trying to do with a particular child and trying to make, you know, hopefully that kid has a great, you know, time within the game. And if that pays dividends for him or her, eventually that's awesome. But yep. there's gotta be some realism there that, you know, we're all in the same boat, but it's just, mm-hmm. I, I, like I said earlier, there's that culture of, you know, they're out to get us. You're, you missed that call. You did this, you did that. Everyone's kind of looking through their own, their own glasses, right? You're, yep. you're, you're looking through your mm-hmm. own, you know, what, what serves your team or your kid the best way, what, what's going on with that. And I can honestly see why people would be like, you know what? I want nothing to do with the game. I want nothing to do with being on that side of the ledger as an official. Right. So for us trying to equip those individuals with these different things to make them be able to handle these people effectively, hopefully, and and, and trying to make themselves better and and try to make their journey, honestly, more enjoyable. Right. That that's, that's, I I think the backbone of everything we're trying to do. So Cavs, a question I have for you is I was kind of reading through this, uh, you know, your next shift initiative and all, and, and kind of just something that I thought, right. So it's not, it's not a combine, right. It's not a fast track. It's not a, Hey, we're, we're going to take this former D one player and put him in D one hockey tomorrow. Uh, right. This is a, this is more of a, how do we get that 24, 25, you know, 18 to 25, maybe even 30 years old uh, yeah. official. How do we, how do we kind of get them caught up to where those other homegrown officials are at their age? Right. So yes. the good ones, they can skate as yep. well, you know, so it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's, it's a way to recruit a former player into a position um, that they can then be competitive amongst their, their peer group uh, yep. in among officials and, and Absolutely. hopefully, and hopefully that's continues to develop at the local area. Yes. No, ab- absolutely. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And, and you know what, we've had a few cases where a former player has come on and, Mm -hmm. you know, they've worked with us in, you know, in the tier three level, for instance. Sure. Um, You know, some of them have have been, they really gravitated and they've worked well, but they've also used that local youth hockey component to help them. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you know what, there there are some rare cases, but no, we're not parachuting guys into game seven of, you know, the, the right. Robertson Cup final tomorrow, right? Like at the yeah, end right. of the day, I still have to answer to people. Um, we have to make mm-hmm. make sure that things make sense. So, and, and 
end of the day, we're trying to set people up for success. And, and I know with, with Kendall at the helm and, and us working together, trying to find both male and female officials, this is going to be a win-win just because we're going to put people on the appropriate level, give them that support. And, and some, you know what, some people may, may really gravitate towards it, really take off. And maybe some people are like, you know what, the same for me. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Yeah, right. So, for sure. you know, I, I, I think the biggest thing though, is just the support and the ongoing education, I think is going to be critical for, for that, uh, you know, for, for our program and, really to work. Absolutely. I know, I know when it, for, when you guys first released it, I had a few people like reach out to me thinking I knew something about this. Right. So, mm-hmm. and they were like, is it, what's the deal with this? Like, is this just for former players, blah, blah, blah. So it's just nice to know, like coming from you that this isn't just for guys that are former players, like people that are referees can also join this program. Absolutely. And, and listen, you, you're, you're talking to someone here who I lived that I was in the American hockey league, yep. right, for, right. For a good while. And I had the task of, of working with, with some of the people that you see on TNT and ESPN now that are, that are working mm-hmm. the highest level. And, right. um, you know what one good for them. That's great. I mean, listen, every company, every corporation has their own hiring practices and they're going to do with what they want to do. And that's fine. Yeah, right. um, some of those guys, I actually enjoyed working with this. Some of them, they asked very good questions, um, you know, positioning, just kind of, the, the logic of why we're calling this, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. How do you handle certain situations? I think some of the, some of those candidates, you know, got better as time went on, mm-hmm. but I also, you know, at times it was frustrating, excuse me, because, you know, teams were going, Keith, what's going on here? And I'm like, I don't know. So, <laughs> so I, I right. listen, I have a soft spot in my mm-hmm. heart for, for someone that came up the right way in terms of, you know, well, the, old, the, the old school, the old way. school. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. We'll it's, call, like, it's not the right or wrong way. It's just the old no, school way. It was, it's old school, but that, but that was, that was the traditional path. Right. And then right. this came on and you know what, I was fortunate to come up the traditional way and, yep. and, and worked my way up and, and, and had a pretty, pretty decent career and got to do some cool things. And, you're um, still doing cool things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At times, at times, yeah. But, um, <laughs> we all become no, officers at some point. No, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, but no, you know what? There, at the end of the day, it like like I said, it's always been a challenge to try to get to the highest level, regardless whether you said you started the traditional path or mm-hmm. now you're you're that former player coming over. I think the key for me is when these former players want to try this. I, I don't want it to be an all or nothing proposition for them where if they don't make it to, let's say the national hockey league or the American hockey league. And they're like, you know what? I'm done with it. Like mm-hmm. we want to be able to keep them engaged at a local level or work at D three or whatever it may be. Like yeah. the, the, this game is still such a great game, regardless of the level male, female, that, you know, the opportunity to be able to do some great things and still be in the game. Um, you know, that's what we want to do is we want to be able to keep them involved. And, and, and you know what, some people might be all or nothing. I get that. I understand that. You right. know what I mean? That's how maybe some people are wired, but for us, it's about saying, Hey, there's tremendous opportunity and value and mm-hmm. being that, that best darn referee locally, or, you know what, yep. you get an opportunity to work the, the big 10 well, eventually, whatever I, it may be. There, there's so many good opportunities, right? So Cavs, one question I have, and this is something that actually you told me, uh, switching gears a little bit, but 
uh, I remember sitting in, in national camp and you and Pat Britt and, and Woody were my instructors. I won't say how long that was because it'll make us all feel old. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, one of the things that you, you told me was, uh, and told everybody in the room was that it, you know, it numbers wise, historically of the 25 guys that were in that room, uh, only five would still be registered officials five years from now. Um, yeah. That we have a huge attrition rate from those kind of summer camp programs where we're bringing uh, got good guys in from all over the country. And I know now as you, uh, you know, as, as you're part of the, the program and, and deal and do those summer camps and have seen that now over the last two decades of since it's, well, I won't say decades, but um, are we still seeing that? Is that still something that, that is out there? That's, that's those guys are just, the attrition rate is really high for that? Um, you know what? Yes and no. I mean, a couple of things, right? I think we forget about people have kids, you know what? People grow up. Right. People have kids, people get jobs mm -hmm. and yeah. you know what? Maybe, maybe you give it a good run and it just doesn't work. Maybe you finally yep. look at your bank account and go, wow, I'm tired of eating top ramen every day. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Like, like you have to have a passion to, to try to be the best of whatever, you know, whatever you want to be and, and mm -hmm. officiating included. Right. So I, I think some people, you know what, like the one thing I've said before, like we all have an expiration date, right? It's like milk. We all have an expiration date. Yep. If you truly love the game and truly love what you're doing and you're at a level or you're trying to work to get to a higher level, you know, what are the things you're doing to try to make yourself better, to keep yourself mm -hmm. relevant, to keep yourself, uh, in, in a position to contribute to that particular league or organization. Right. Right. And, you know, for me, I loved it. Right. There is something that about the game when I was very young, when my parents took me to one of my first games and I'm watching, like, I just, I got hooked, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, we all have a love for the game. Um, right. And, and, and the same thing with officiate. I didn't think I was going to really like it when I started. And, you know, it, it was just, it caught me right like at the end of the day like it was very cool and i was very fortunate to be able to stay with it accomplish what i accomplished but you know in, in terms of attrition right people leaving the game yeah some people leave the game there's people you know that i used to work with it that now they're coaching their kids right mm -hmm. and, and they're very good officials right so yeah. so you know they're still in the game right and they're still a valuable member of our hockey family and you know, maybe some people get to a certain level. There's plenty of people I worked with that maybe got to the American Hockey League level and maybe they should have got hired. Okay. Mm -hmm, and right. you know what? They kind of went through everything. And at the end of the day, their experience maybe wasn't what they thought it should have been. And they right. leave the game. And, mm -hmm. and you know what? That's just unfortunate. It's the way it is. But, yep. you know, um, you know, people grow, people go in different ways and, and, it's always interesting to me to kind of see the former graduates and, and what they accomplish, not only in the game, but outside the game. Right. Cause right. Mm -hmm. listen, I'm just as happy for, for someone like you, Nat, or someone else that, that really did some great things away from the game yet still still is involved. I mean, to right. me, that's awesome. That, that quite frankly, I, I probably feel more pride about that than maybe someone that, that, that now is working the American league or a potential NHL candidate. Right. Cause yep. it's, you know, you, you have balance in your life. You have uh, the ability to still give back, to still serve the game. Yet you're doing some other cool stuff away from the game. So, yeah, you know what? You, you, do, you. you see people leave, but 
you know, sometimes people leave and some people are in it for the wrong reasons. Right. Um, you know, it is what it is, but uh, like I said, I, I take a lot of pride watching our graduates that, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they're coaching youth hockey, they're giving back, they're doing something within the game and they're, they're still, you know, involved. I I think that's just as important as anything, right. Is is still being attached to the game. The, the life lessons that we learn officiating like how to, how to handle people that are mad at us or, you know, <laughs> adver- adversity or, or anything else. Like, right. honestly, like management skills of other people, like is one of the biggest things that I've taken out of this. So just the life lessons in general that you get out of this, that in itself are worth, you know, taking this career path. No, for sure. And like, I, I just had a, a company, a headhunter call me. I was listed as a, as a reference. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, tip by the way to all you aspiring officials, make sure you ask whoever you're going to put down <laughs> as a reference. Okay, because <laughs> like, like no, no, I'm being serious. Because you know That's, what, I've had yes. deep, I've had phone calls from a, a company, and they're like, "Hey, so and so, this is uh, we're, we're Jack's an applicant, and we just want you to kind of give some feedback about Jack." And I'm like, "Well, which uh, Jack? Yeah, well, Jack. Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Jack, Jackson, Jackson acts murder, and I don't think you should hire him. You know what right. I mean? So it's one yeah. of those like, listen, um, <laughs> no, you know, the headhunter called and they said, "Hey, talk about this 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 applicant," and and I, I I spoke about you know the travel and being tested and and just all the different things that that both of you have seen over the mm-hmm. course of a season or, or multiple seasons, and, and the the headhunter's like, "Wow, like you know what, officiating really does set you up for success." even away from the game because you're dealing with all these different things. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting how your skill sets, whether it's communication, problem solving, all those different things are challenged all the time on the weekend. And then for someone to be able to kind of transfer that into everyday 24 seven life right. to me, that's awesome. Right. That's yeah. something I don't, I don't think we talk enough about. So, uh, so no, I hope hopefully that person got the job and gave a good recommendation. Didn't say the kid was an axe murderer, and uh, <laughs> but uh, you know it's it, it's one of those things where it's like yeah, you know what, a lot of the different skill sets that you learn, um, and that are tested on you know game to game can really pay dividends in the real world. So I mean that's right. something I don't think we we talk enough about. It's interesting to me because a lot of officials, right? You know, whether it's you guys military or people go into, uh, you know, being, being a cop or, or whatever, right. There's, there's, there's a lot of similar. Lately, it's um, been a lot of cops, cops, lawyers, and real estate agents. Yeah. 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 And and, and, and makes in a firefighter too every once in a while. Right. right? So, so, yeah. So, but now that's funny. Awesome. Well, Keith, um, I guess we can kind of wrap this thing up. Um, as far as the the next shift and, and this uh, this talk about it, because man, this is such an exciting program. So I'm looking at yeah, the requirements. Really cool. We have you must be 18 uh, for so going into this year must be 18 by June 1st, which was yesterday uh, at the time of the recording. <laughs> yep. Um, must have played hockey recently at the youth U 18U girls 19U college junior or professional levels. Must become a fully registered USA Hockey official by November 1st. Yep. Uh, must become established and involved in your local association. I love that one. Um, must attend six whistle talks. So that's your continuing 
education series with the first one being held July 6th. Yep, correct. Uh, six, you make the call sessions with the first one being held July 7th. Um, the next shift code of conduct and social media policy must review and agree to the next shift sign up bonus and then anticipated participation in the North American Hockey League officiating ex exposure combine coming in spring of 2023. So essentially what we're going to do is we're, we're building up our applicants here through the first part of the season to get them ready, obviously for game action within mm -hmm. our PHL family, but ultimately um, to be able to bring everyone into to St. Louis, Missouri and, and, and basically run our own little mini camp. And, Perfect. And I was just going to uh, ask you where you're going to do that. <laughs> so, yep, yep. so, and what we're going to do is we're going to do that in uh kind of in in sync with uh that's our na3 national championship tournament okay. uh, site as well so you know what some of those officials are getting an opportunity to kind of see what that level of hockey is what our kind of already established officials are doing there as as, as they've earned an opportunity to to work the tournament over the course of the season with their good work and uh it's it just a, it's another opportunity just to to show what we do reinforce some of those things and and make people excited again about officiating so um all in all it's an opportunity for someone to come in you're getting paid to learn you're getting paid to really enjoy the game love the game and see what it's all about and, and hopefully you know what some people stick and, and and you know people kind of grow through the process you know i you know we're, we're looking at numbers right we're trying to figure out what's our what's what's the sweet spot right what's what's going to you know, what would, what would make us happy, right? I would mm -hmm. love it if we got 20 candidates um, for this, but, but even then, so like we talked about earlier, if you're already an established official and, and you know what, maybe you're looking for more support, maybe you're looking for a different challenge, you know mm -hmm. what, reach out, send us an email, contact us, and, and, and we can look at opportunities to bring you in. I mean, we pay for the travel, the hotel and everything. And I mean, the other thing that, that we're fortunate doing and having conversations now with our leagues about raising the fees, right. To, yep. to make things a little bit better for everyone. I mean, listen, for we, sure, we sure. understand the, the current economic uh, situation, yeah. gas and everything like that. Right. one of those things where, you know, a few months ago, I went to our board of governors and I go, Hey, we, we need a, we need a raise for our officials right now in terms of mileage. Yeah. And, right. and uh, you know what, we, we got a really nice, really that's, nice jump that's which, good to hear you know awesome. what the officials really appreciated and you yeah. know what it, it's sometimes people like oh it's the cost of doing business but mm -hmm. let's be honest you know what a little extra cash in your pocket keeps you a little bit more motivated keeps you a little exactly. bit happier. right if you're happy off the ice i, I hope you're going to be a little bit more happier on the ice right so absolutely um, you know what for, for both the, the next shift and and obviously already people that are established you know what, if you have questions, uh, you know, send them our way, uh, send Perfect. emails. Uh, I'd be more than happy to, to talk to anyone about our, our the various opportunities. But again, just trying to make officiating better, trying to grow the game locally and, and even like local administrators, right? It, we're, we're trying to, to reach out to all kinds of people to kind of sell what we're doing, um, to, to show people we're trying to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Yeah. Awesome. I'm sure there may be some naysayers and I get it that that's kind of important to me why to have conversations not only with you guys, but you know, other people to kind of explain, Hey, this is, this is kind of our end game. This is what we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
everything's coming through USA hockey, right? I mean, at yeah. times I know people are like, uh, you know, people can take shots about the process and about this and about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing that, that has always struck me is wherever I go around the world now working with the double IHF, mm-hmm. people always comment on our structure within our educational program. I don't think anyone does it better. And, and you know what, maybe that's a selfish plug on, on <laughs> what we do, but I, I truly believe that. Right. And yeah. that's from, you know what your first seminar where you guys got the the, the red manual right and the red yep, white yep. blue books and everything like that a lot yep. of that stuff has is, is always been the framework to every official whether it's your first year official or a guy that's been in the national hockey league a lot of those techniques a lot of those things still hold true to today right and mm-hmm. that's right. that's to the people all the way back to a house back you know you know previous at usa hockey that you know back in the day so yeah a lot of those things, a lot of those principles, a lot of those standards, those, those happened way before I was ever, you know, even considering stepping on the ice. So, and mm-hmm. I still think those, those principles ring true today. Right. And that's right. a lot of the things that we're doing is within that framework. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty important to acknowledge as well. That's awesome. awesome. Uh, so for the, for anyone interested, whether you are a former player, current referee, It'd be reach. I would I would assume what reaching out to either your local, um, whether it be local association or state RIC, as well as to like you and Kendall to like get more information to get involved. No, for sure. And listen, I would say this right: if you go to the the nahl.com and you can click on the officiating tab that we have now, even if you have a question and maybe it's more so locally, we can probably pinpoint you to help you get started locally, right? And kind of get Perfect. you within the process, right? Because, I mean, that's one of the goals. Again, listen, back in the day, it was easy for someone to go to a camp, whether it was the Coho camp or you go to California camp mm-hmm. or a- any other camp. And as an administrator, you just kind of cherry pick guys, right? Yep. Like for us, it, it's not just cherry picking people and finding the best of the best. Like we want to grow this the right way. So, mm-hmm. you know what, if, if that's finding someone uh, that, that just wants to start out locally, you know, whatever we can do to help that process, help them through anything. Cause I know, listen, for, for a new person, it can be tricky, right? Trying to figure out a seminar, trying to figure out uh, the different hoops of safe sport, uh, the, the modules, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I trust me, I get that. That can be challenging at times. That's why we're kind of putting together what we're doing to, to be able to support those people. So then, you know what, we can walk them through the process. We can support that and get them on the ice a heck of a lot quicker versus maybe them trying to navigate that on their own. Man, this is, this sounds like just an awesome program. So what I'm going to do on the podcast uh, post, I will have a link for uh, the, the website to go to. And then obviously the YouTube as well, there will be a link uh, for all the information to, uh, to be able to, um, learn more about the next shift and be able to contact Keith and, uh, and Kendall. Kendall. Nope. Fantastic guys. I, I appreciate the time and, uh, well, we, we appreciate you as well. Yeah, absolutely, that's for Keith. sure. No, nope. no, nope. thanks guys. And uh, if there's anything else we can do for, uh, for the officials out there, please, by all means, send them our way. And, uh, we look forward to, uh, to trying to make the game better, make our leagues better and love to come back on here and talk with you guys maybe in six months or something, kind of give you an update of where we're at Ab- and what we're doing. So absolutely would, uh, awesome. would, would love to have you on maybe uh, right before we kind of get going in the fall, talk about, you know, all the summer, you know, summer stuff that happened, whether it be the camps and, and all that. And then 
would love to have you maybe, you know, a couple times a season just to talk about ODP and North American Hockey League and how all that stuff's progressing as long as this next shift program. No, that's awesome. Would love to do it, guys. Thanks for uh, for taking the time. Cheers. Take care, man. Cheers, Keith. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was Keith Cavall with all of the information that you need for the North American Hockey League Next Shift program. Nat, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think it's really cool, man. Uh, no one wants to hear my raspy voice anymore, so I'm gonna fair enough. I'm gonna well, keep it keep it tight. With that, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy your summer if you are still skating. Skate hard, have fun. Registration is now open for USA Hockey officials, uh, so go ahead and get an early jump on that and get that done. And uh, for Nat, I'm Ross. Thanks for listening to the Team Stripes podcast.